Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. So glad that you're joining us on the broadcast today. This is part two on Give Thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Now, I want to encourage you today to be a thankful person. Now, if you're like me, there are so many times that I think that I lose this joy in my life. I lose this capacity to give thanks, and, and I need to be pumped up. And so I'm going to spell out the word give thanks where every letter means something. So if you missed yesterday's broadcast, just go to the church website, hrcc7.org, and then click on the broadcast, and you can join us and pick up the broadcast from yesterday, part one. But today is part two on give thanks. So we learned yesterday, give thanks always. For God is always good and he's always loving. That's actually a command that's given to us. First Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And then we learned the second letter in give thanks is the letter I. Give thanks because I have this inheritance in heaven. Isn't that wonderful to know that God has a kingdom up in heaven and he's building us a mansion, and this inheritance is growing and growing and growing, and we ought to worship God because we are receiving this inheritance, and it's an inheritance that cannot be shaken. And Peter told us that this inheritance will not lose its luster, it's not going to perish, and it's not going to spoil. So we have this opportunity to give thanks because God's love endures forever, because we have an inheritance that will not spoil or fade away. Letter V, we have victory over sin. Listen, as a follower of Christ, you don't have to fall into sin. You choose to sin, but you have victory over sin. Victory is mine. Yeah, I love that old song that we sing sometimes in the prison, and it's called Victory is Mine. I told the devil, get thee behind me because victory is mine. Victory in Christ Jesus. And now we're on letter E. Letter E stands for enjoy peace and wisdom. Oh, we are told, Colossians chapter 3, that we are to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now, that little phrase, let the peace, is a reminder to us that we've got to make room for this peace. We've got to invite this peace. We have to permit this peace in our lives. Paul says, allow that peace to rule your hearts. You see, you make a decision. What is ruling my heart right now? There's two things that I'm so thankful resides within me or has the ability to reside with me if I will let it. The first is peace. The second is wisdom. Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let that peace control your hearts because we are members of one body and we are called to peace. And then he says, be thankful. And then he continues on by saying, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Okay, so we have peace in Christ as Christ rules our hearts, and then we have wisdom. How does that wisdom manifest itself? It's always wrapped in thanksgiving. He says, through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in our hearts. Now, let's just let this soak in, okay? I'm at peace because I'm a member of the body of Christ. This message of hope, it resides deep within me. I have the wisdom of God given to me through psalms and hymns and songs. So every time I sing, I'm enjoying God's wisdom. 
Every time I read a psalm, I'm gaining more of God's wisdom. Every time that I have gratitude in my heart, I am being filled and overflowed with God's wisdom. So singing is an important part of wisdom and peace. So enjoy the presence of the Lord. You know, going to church ought not to be a drudgery. Going to church is something that you ought to look forward to. It's something that you should enjoy. You know, as I think about singing, let me ask you a question. When you go to worship on Sunday, as you show up at your church, maybe you can go this Sunday and do a little test and ask yourself, did I sing during the worship set? As the choir or the band or the praise team was up there singing, did I sing? And I want you to know, I do not have a very good singing voice. And sometimes when I I start singing in church, people look at me kind of funny. And that's okay, because I know that I can't sing. But I also know that when you put my voice with the voice of everybody else in the congregation, it gets drowned out, and it kind of blends in. You know, I remember many years ago, I, I was invited to be part of a men's choir. And I went to a very small little Bible college, and it's a little Bible college up in Boston. And I really enjoyed that school because I knew everybody. Well, they wanted to start a men's choir but none of the guys were joining the choir. And so uh, the choir director asked me if I would recruit some men. I said, sure, I'll be happy to see if I can get a few guys to join us. And wouldn't you know, we had about 30 guys there on this little choir. And uh, one day we're up there practicing. And the uh, guy who is leading the men's choir, there was a good friend of mine. Uh, and I love this guy. Old Jim was a good friend of mine. And as he's up there leading the choir, he says, you know, there's somebody in this choir who's off. So he sections us off. And there I was. Uh, in my little baritone section. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of baritones usually. And so he, he singled that section. He says, okay, it's coming from this group of guys right here. There was three or four of us in that little baritone section. And and then he said, oh, oh I, think I, I think I found who it is. And it was me, right? He pinpointed me. And so he said, well, uh, I'm going to talk to you after choir practice today. And so he pulled me to the side and said, now, listen, um, I got to tell you something. I I've worked a lot with people in their singing. And, uh, and he said, I used to think that I could teach anybody to sing, but I think I have, I've run into somebody that, that I don't think I can teach to sing. And I said, I know. I said, you know, I didn't want to be part of this choir anyway. I said, I just wanted to help you out, try to build this thing up. I said, I know I can't sing. Anybody said, well, listen, I, I watch in the choir because I'm afraid uh, that if you, if you drop out of the choir— uh, that uh, all the people that you recruited, they're going to drop out with you. And so we came up with a great plan. And the plan was this. I was going to go to the choir and go to the practice, and I was just going to lip sync, right? I was going to open my mouth. I was going to sing like I really meant it, but I wasn't making any noise coming out of my mouth. You know what? As I did that, I got the benefit of singing along with everybody else. I got the joy of the Lord, uh, and I just let that soak in. And I didn't really care that uh, I wasn't really. Now, in a church congregation setting, uh, I want you to know I, I go ahead and sing, right? <laughs> because uh, they will drown me out. But in a choir setting, you know, I've never had anybody else ask me to be part of a choir uh, ever since that time. But it's all good because I enjoy God's peace and his wisdom. And I just soak it in as I sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So enjoy the peace that passes all understanding. So we spelled out the word give. Let's repeat real quick, okay? If we're going to give thanks, we got to realize that God's love endures forever. A letter I, I have an inheritance that will never perish. Aren't you so glad about that? 
I'm glad that I have an inheritance in heaven. I'm not so worried about this inheritance on earth. I'm just a sojourner passing on through. Letter V, I have victory. You know, you're on the winning team. If you're a follower of Christ, nothing can separate you from his love. You are on the winning team. David understood that victory belongs to the Lord. Or you can get ready for the battle, and you should get ready for the battle, but have faith that God's going to deliver you. Praise his name for the fact that you have victory over sin. Now, this is what tends to happen. When we mess up, we fall into sin, and then we go through this time of guilt and depression. Have you ever celebrated the victory over sin? Have you ever celebrated over the fact that you didn't give in to a sin? Maybe you're listening to me today and and you battle addiction. Have you celebrated the fact that you've gone one week without taking drugs, one week without taking alcohol, one week without uh, being codependent upon somebody? That is a victory. Why don't you celebrate that? Say, Lord, I have made it seven days. I'm going to celebrate that you have given me victory over sin. Take just a moment and celebrate the fact that God has given you victory. For some of you, that's a big step, right? You had never gone seven days without a drink or seven days without your drugs, and now you want to take a moment and celebrate. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that victory. Letter E, we said, was to enjoy. Enjoy God's peace. Enjoy His wisdom. Now we're going to spell out the word thanks. Give thanks. Letter T is, I have a testimony to share. Now I'm going to look at an Old Testament passage here, and I want to talk to you about the testimony and the fact that we should give thanks through a testimony and sharing our testimony. Isaiah 12 says, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. And I hear we are reminded that we proclaim the name of Christ. We're making it known. We are testifying to what the Lord has done. I'm singing, and this is what I'm singing. I'm singing that God's name is great among the nations. You know, there's so much power in a testimony. The power of a testimony in publicly telling one's story. You know, when you were baptized, you shared your testimony. You may not have given a verbal testimony, but the fact that you were up there in that baptismal pool, that you were identifying with Christ, and as you were lowered down into that water, that was your testimony that you died with Christ. But Jesus didn't stay in that grave and neither are you, you're going to come up victorious. You have a reason to sing. Somebody was talking to me the other day and said, well, I think that the day of testimonies is dead. I think the day of preachers preaching the gospel and, and sharing the good news is dead. But I said, well, have you ever heard of this thing called TED Talks? <laughs> you know, TED Talks have become very popular. And what is a TED Talk? It's basically a 15 to 20 minute sermon. Uh, you know, uh, they're just selling a different product. The sermon that we give is a testimony that God has blessed us and God has changed us. I'm so glad I have a testimony to share. As a matter of fact, there's actually a radio broadcast that was started back in, I think it was back in 2009. 
And today, this radio broadcast, it's called the Moth Radio Hour. Launched in 2009, now has over 500 public radio stations and has 1 million weekly listeners. And each week, their podcast is downloaded 73 million times. And it's just a story of somebody. It's a confessional style of storytelling. And it's amazing that it's taken so much traction and listeners are motivated and they're inspired and and they're guided by these testimonies that people give. Now, listen, if we can give a testimony about Weight Watchers and how we lost 10 pounds or 20 pounds or, or give a testimony of how we made some money or give a testimony of how we created something, uh, this new gadget or this new gizmo, if we could give a testimony about that, which is nothing wrong with that, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but how much more should we have the testimony that we are praising God because He has changed our lives? I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lame, but now I can walk. This is a testimony of a life that has been changed. I have become a new creation. Now, everybody who's been born again has a testimony. You don't have to have a PhD in theology to share your testimony. There are only three simple components of your testimony. Maybe you've been afraid to share your testimony with somebody today because you don't know how to do it. Well, let me give you three simple points of how to share your testimony. Point number one, tell somebody about your life before Christ. Now, don't glorify this part of the testimony. Just spend a minute or two saying, hey, you know what? Before I came to Christ, my life was a mess. If we can use a recovery term, my life became unmanageable. Things were out of control. I tried to straighten myself out, but I couldn't. I realized that I was a problem. I realized that my life was a mess. But then, the second part of your testimony, then I met Christ. And Christ met me right where I was. And he loved me just as I am. And he changed my life. I realized that he died on that cross for my sins. I realized that he wanted to have a relationship with me. I realized that he was pursuing me. He was coming after me because he loved me so much. And so I simply surrendered myself. I put my trust completely in him. I asked him to be my Lord and my Savior. And you know what? The third part of the testimony is this. Part number A, uh, my life was a mess. Part number B, Christ came along to me in the middle of that mess. Part number C is, I am a new creation in Christ. And since Christ has come into my life, he has given me hope. He's given me a new purpose. And maybe in your case, he put a marriage back together. Maybe in your case, he provided for some financial needs. Uh, Maybe he took care of that guilt and that shame and that pain that you were experiencing. And so you just testify to the fact that you have become changed because of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so thankful today that I have a testimony to share. And that testimony is ever-expanding. You know, you think about being a long-term follower of Christ. You know, when I became a Christian, I was just six years old. I didn't realize that this was a lifetime commitment. All I knew is that I didn't want to go to hell. And somebody told me, if you pray to receive Jesus, you go to heaven. And so I said, I'll take heaven over hell any day. And I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. As I've gotten older, I've enjoyed this relationship with Christ. I guess you could say it's kind of like marriage. Maybe when you first got married, you didn't look at that thing as a life commitment. 
You found somebody who says, she likes me and I like her, and we're going to get married. And so you got married. But if you will stay with that spouse for the long haul, I want you to know, it gets sweeter. <laughs> you know, somebody says, you know, as couples uh, are married for a long time, they start thinking alike. And, and that's true. Uh, somebody says, well, well, they start looking alike. And maybe that's true. And if that's true, I really feel bad for my wife. You know, I don't want her looking like me. Uh, but, you know, when you stay together for a long time, there are some major benefits to a long-term marriage. You have that testimony that keeps growing and growing, and you see how God provides for you, how God cares for you. And now I'm at a stage in my life where now we're starting to have grandchildren. And man, this is so much fun, having grandchildren. You get to spoil them, and then you get to send them home. You know, just yesterday, I had the chance to spend a little time with my daughter and my grandson. And uh, she's decided to stay at home and be a full-time mom uh, with my amazing grandson. And so I, I called her and said, listen, uh, I got some time on Tuesday. And, and I said, maybe we ought to get together and just have lunch together, just hang out. And so I called her early Tuesday morning and said, okay, I'm going to come pick you up. And I went and picked up my little grandson. And I says, you think that he would like to go on the ferry? And we have this little ferry. It's a car ferry that will take you from Currituck over to Knott's Island. Uh, if you're listening to me from the Hampton Roads area, you're probably familiar with this. And so I said, let's go take the ferry and we'll cut across uh, over to Knott's Island. We'll go across Currituck Sound. And, and I got a picture of me holding my grandson on his first ferry trip across the Currituck Sound. And I said, then when we get to the other side, we'll drive through Knott's Island. And, and uh, you know, there's a pizza place that is really really good. Now, if you're looking for the best pizza, in my opinion, and uh, the best ice cream, it's all in one place, okay? Uh, they have this place called Pungo Pizza. And so I'll put in a throw out there for Pungo Pizza and ice cream. So we went there and we were so full, uh, we didn't have a room left over for, for my favorite coffee milkshake. But anyway, we had a great time. And they had garlic knots and pepperoni pizza. And, uh, and we just enjoyed ourselves, right? enjoying the company of one another. You know what? That's because we have a testimony that is ever growing. Listen, give thanks to the Lord because you have a testimony to share. And then letter H, as we spell out the word give thanks, I am so thankful that I have a hope that endures. Now I'm looking at Psalm 100, verse number four. Enter his gates. Well, how do I enter into his gates? Now, this is a call to worship. And as you go to worship this Sunday, I want you to have this verse in the back of your mind. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Do you get the hope that you see in this passage? Enter with thanksgiving. Enter with praise. Thank his name. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues forever. Oh, that is a hope that endures. Listen, if you lose hope, you're in a world of trouble. When I talked to the guys at, at Indian Creek Correctional Center. I remember one time I told them, I said, I want you guys to know something. I'm not a dope dealer. I don't deal in dope. I'm a hope dealer. I deal in hope. I have hope for you today. 
That hope is found in Jesus Christ. His love endures forever. Listen, when you think about the kindness of the Lord, Paul said to young tithers, when the kindness and the love of our Lord and our Savior appears, He has saved us, not because of the righteous things that we have done, but because of His mercy. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. It's that mercy that has saved us by the washing of the rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say that God poured out His generosity on us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then Paul reminds young Titus that he was justified by God's grace so that we might become heirs, having that hope of eternal life. That is called the blessed hope. Listen, Christmas is coming. We have the opportunity to share that blessed hope wherever we go. Oh, I want you to know, I am so thankful that God has given me hope. Somebody gave a wonderful acrostics for the word hope. Hold on. Pain ends. Hope gives you that determination that I can make it through, even when things are overwhelming, even when things are filled with pressure and I'm, I'm overcome with anxiety. Hold on, that pain will end. God's love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all the generations. So hold on, my friends. Give that hope up to the Lord in praise. Well, let's look at letter A. I am so thankful that God has given me answers, answers for life's dilemmas. You know, the Bible says, if anyone is lacking in wisdom, let him ask of God. And God gives to us generously. He's not stingy with giving us wisdom. He gives it to us generously. I told you about Pungo Pizza. Well, this time of the year, they have these garlic knots, and they are called pumpkin spice garlic knots. If you're listening to me right at dinner time, uh, maybe you're you're starting to get a little hungry, uh, and, and so I decided to get these these garlic knots, these 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 pumpkin spice garlic knots. I said that'd be a great appetizer, and, and I think you could get six or you can get twelve, and. And, and for $3 more, you can get 12. And I says, go ahead and give me 12 and, and I'll take the leftovers home. And, and when those garlic knocks uh, showed up at our table, man, they were huge. And I remember saying to my daughter, wow, this is a meal in and of itself. And, and thankfully, we had some that we could bring home. And I, and I actually shared it with some of our daycare uh, workers there at the church. They were so thrilled uh, that we, we had this generous portion It was so generous, we couldn't eat it all. Listen, I want you to know, God answers our dilemmas with generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul is writing to a troubled congregation. Paul spent more time writing to the church at Corinth, more time personally ministering to that church. And he says to this church, I want you to know that we have been delivered from deadly peril. 
and will be delivered again and again. On him, we set our hope so that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor that was granted to us in answer to the mercy of God. You see, God will answer all of our questions in one way or another, but he often does it by showing us more of his son. Oh, thank you, Lord, for giving us answers for dilemmas. Thank you for showing us more of your son, Jesus Christ. Oh, please join me tomorrow as we finish up, give thanks to the Lord because his love endures forever. If I can help you, please send me a text message or if you have a prayer request, you'd like me to pray for you, send me a text or you can call me at 252-267-2365. 252-267-2365. Lord, I thank you for every person listening on this broadcast right now. I pray that you fill them with your spirit. I pray that you encourage them today. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We'd love for you to join us. For more information, go to hrcc7.org. And remember, no matter what you're going through, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.